Friday. All bets are off Friday. Well, that's unusual in this gambling climate. I think all bets are on every day, Kipper. <laughs> Brought to you by, I don't know, we don't have a... Off the rails Friday? <laughs> yeah. We got Doug McLean in here, which means we don't know where the hell the show's going to go. Off the top, how about Michael Bunting joining us momentarily Yeah, to talk about his tremendous rookie season. How old is he? 43. We'll ask him. We'll ask him if he's if he's a rookie or not. Okay. He does qualify. He does qualify much in the way I qualify someone in my late thirties. Also, I'm the a breath from forty. The Leafs facing the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get we're gonna find Brett Hall. Oh my goodness. We we almost had him about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and he's like, uh, I'm on my way to Hawaii to golf. Sometimes like, you surprise us with a guest that I feel like a fan of the show that I'm like, Brett Hall's coming on. Thanks, Kipper. That's uh, that's way better than coming on our show, I told him a oh, week and a half yeah. ago. No, good call. So Brett Hall will be a, uh, by later on in the show. We'll have a, a lot of fun. But for Michael Bunting in the Toronto Maple Leafs, me watching last night, I said most complete game of the year. And what I liked about it more, JB, and you were down there, Sammy, you got to see it live as well is that it was a matchup where where two teams were playing well at the same time, coming Mm -hmm. head-to-head. And, of course, Matthews gets the early goal that set the table. But there were signs I I got out of Pittsburgh where I understood why they're having such a great season. And that was a good hockey game and one that the Leafs could build off of. Yeah, I thought you're right. I thought that Pittsburgh looked really aggressive um, you know, that first goal comes about because they got guys pinching down and they're trying to keep everything in the Leafs zone. And sometimes that aggression led to chances. I don't know how many chances Pittsburgh had last night, but it wasn't two. Might have been closer to 20. They they certainly had their share and Campbell was wonderful. But because of that, when the Leafs did get by and did manage to break out past guys, they got their chances too. So it was a high event game, lots of action, good pace, good battles. Just, you know, for me, that was the most fun, you know, the most I've enjoyed a game this season. Sammy. Thanks for joining us today. As always, our producer. Yeah, we appreciate it, Sammy. Sam. Thanks. No problem. Guys. Now it's Friday. Have you, are you completely over your your weekend Super Ready to Bowl go hangover? Uh, You're gonna barf up a lung still? Or are you my okay? Voice, my voice seems to be back to normal, right? It I'm does. You like stay, yeah. stabilized. No, right. I'm, take, I'm taking her easy this weekend. Uh, probably just gonna relax. Maybe order some junk food tonight. Derek Brandeo, of course, pushing all the right buttons again for us. Uh, Sammy, uh, I, I called it the most complete game for the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I think Kipper, uh, sorry, Borny was alluding to the fact that they did give up some chances. And I think, I mean, when, by the end of the night, I think Campbell had almost 45 or 46 shots. But a lot of that had to do with the power play discrepancy, which we can talk about as well. I think... I think Pittsburgh ended up with five, and the Leafs only had two, I think. So there was a bit of a power play discrepancy when it came to the shots there. But I I loved a lot of what I saw last night, and Matthews and Marner live. It's been a long time since I've been at the rink uh, due to COVID, and I had missed the last game that we were actually down there. And they just... It's it's pretty special. And I know I've talked about this a lot, but it's pretty special to get to watch those guys, what they do. And Martin specifically, he's impacting the game at every 
like during every facet of it, whether it be on the penalty kill, he's all over the puck, whether it be at even strength, whether it be at power play. There's not, there wasn't a guy, other any other guy on the ice last night that impacted the way at all strengths that Mitch Marner did. He was unbelievable last night, just the way he reads the game. So that was my biggest takeaway from being there. Nice to see some fans. Nice to be back in the building, going again on Saturday night for the Blues. So, yeah, just a, it was a really, really good game. Yeah, good energy. The um, the the PK that you mentioned there. Uh, I mean, honestly, they they might have had more chances than Pittsburgh. I mean, the constantly were pushing and Marner pushing up the rink. They had the shorthanded goal, um, tons of chances, tons of rushes. You know, just the way they're built up front there with Kerfoot, Mikheyev, Marner, like those guys are ready to go at all times. I've actually, I wrote about that for today. Um, just tons yeah. of chances that they, most in the NHL it's, from a PK. It's, it's not about killing the penalty. It's about finding the right opportunity to go. Yeah. And I've got a crazy stat for you. So Mikheyev's played 17 games. In and has been on the ice for 22 minutes, killing penalties. So 22 minutes. In those minutes, the Leafs have uh, tied the opposition 50-50. Yeah, 50-50 in chances. So, like, I think he's had you yeah. know, 17 chances for and 17 he, he, against when he's been on the ice. He, he had a nice uh, rush where he he protected the puck and then pulled a 180, and it was actually a great... Oh, that was slippery. Great low shot, far post, and, and yeah. Jari had to be really sharp on that save. Yeah. No, that was really nice. And yeah, they, they just the way they push on the penalty kill was really good. But Mikheyev's been effective yeah. there. And watching again in, the, in that first period, I, I thought Pittsburgh had some opportunities. You can see they were off a little bit. And Sidney Crosby didn't have the best game. No, not not overly noticeable. What's no. he done? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's that guy? Malkin. We asked Brian Burke yesterday on the show about Malkin wasn't super uh, enthusiastic about his play. He's and there's... just been okay. And Sammy pointed out he does have to negotiate a contract with him, so that could be part so of it. So that, that element of the game where they, their, their stars weren't at the top of their game, but yet, in all honesty, I watched that Pittsburgh Penguin team last night again, and you're watching on certain four checks. They're a well-coached team. Mike mm-hmm. Sullivan, is he not the front writer, uh, front runner for the Jack Adams? I know there's a few yeah. others, but how, how do you not put him at the top of the list right now? Because and, and more so, JB, because I, I'm one of those guys that thought, no, it's over for Pittsburgh. They're on the downside. And I think we all did. Well, most people outside of Pittsburgh, I, I think, saw them win five of their first 15 games and went, well, that's probably it. But since then, since they, they started the season five, winning 5 of 15, they got Sid back about a week after that, and they were in eighth place in that division, last in the Metro as of November 17th. Um, you know, Sid comes in, he's a slow for start for his first few games, and after that, he's been on fire. They got Malkin back in January, now, now find themselves first in the Metro. So, yeah, to your point about Sullivan, like, he took a team that started slow and could have rolled over and said, ah, maybe this isn't the year. Um, you know, Crosby had a big hand in it too, but he's, he's managed to keep them going in the right direction. And now they look like a team that has as good a chance of winning the cup as miss as missing playoffs. All right. As promised, uh, at the top of the show, Michael Bunting is going to join us. Uh, Michael, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, busy guy on the, on the circuit today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I had a little interview just before this as well. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're playing on the number one line and, and, and filling the net. 
Uh, yeah, I guess uh, that's what that's what follows it. So you know, I, I don't mind doing this at all. So. so, so when 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 you started this whole thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs, is is this the way you kind of envisioned your season going, working your way up? You you don't necessarily get uh, a chance to play on the top line right away, but you've really done a nice job working your way towards that. Yeah, um, I I kind of knew when I was signing here that um, I would get an opportunity to play with uh, elite talent and, and kind of get my shot to, to prove that I belong. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of came into this season uh, with that mentality that, you know, take it day by day and, and work hard every every single day in camp and practice and in games and, and hopefully uh, earn, earn a, you know, a pretty good ice time with this team. And, and that was the goal coming in and, uh, yeah, obviously, I've been fortunate enough to be able to put the puck in the na- into the net as of late and, and produce and help help uh, us win. So, uh, you know, if I if I can do that kind of stuff and help us win, I'm pretty happy with my job. Michael, you you played uh, junior hockey for Sheldon Keith and uh, on on a Kyle Dubas team. How have they changed since junior hockey, and uh, and I guess how have you changed along the way as well? Uh yeah. Um, I think that yeah, they're they're both pretty much the same the same people uh, from from back in the day in the Sioux. Um, you know, playing play under Sheldon. You know, he's he's, uh, he's a great coach. He, he knows knows the game very well, and uh, you know, he lets you he lets you know uh, you know when you're not doing something right, but he also lets you know when you are doing something right, and he and he gives you props as well. So he um, you know he he gives you a good leash out there to play your game and be creative, and that's one thing I really like and. Um, yeah, I think just from me and uh, coming coming uh, here all the way from junior, I think it's just more maturity and and more confidence into my game and and uh, yeah, be, and having belief in my game that I belong in the NHL. So it's been quite the road to get here, but it's been a, a really fun one um, at that. We're speaking to Michael Bunting. Uh forward for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You, you talked about elite talent and getting the opportunity. Two of the best in the world right now in Austin Matthews and, and Mitch Marner. If you were to say what's the easiest thing about playing with them and then maybe one thing that is a little more challenging or difficult or some of the things that you needed to do to adjust to play with that, uh, what are the th- a couple of things that come to mind for you? Yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, obviously playing with them isn't uh, really that challenging. It's more of my own mindset of, um, probably holding on to the puck more and, and making making small plays, small area plays, because that's how um, they have success is making those little plays and, and creating offense. So, um, you know, I, I had to, you know, pretty much have belief in myself that I'm able to make those plays, and, and I feel like I've, I've done a pretty good job at that. And, um, yeah, we've just kind of been rolling together. Uh, you know, we all get along off the ice, and we like to hang out a lot. So um, I think that is is an advantage for us to go on the ice because, you know, we have chemistry off the ice and it just builds on the ice. And, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun playing with those two guys. You know, Mitch is always looking for the pass and Maddie's the, the big shooter, probably one of the best goal scorers in the world. And, uh, yeah, I just try to get, get to the net and whack anything I can into the net or, uh, you know, just create space for them so they can work their magic. And, um, you know, I think all of us uh, complement one another uh, really well out there. 
How has the experience been playing for Toronto? I believe you're a, a Toronto guy. I imagine friends and family around when, when they can be. Has it been a, a different experience than, I guess, playing in Arizona? Or what's your time in Toronto been like? Yeah, it, it's been great. Uh, you know, my time in Arizona, I really I really enjoyed it. It, it was a lot of fun, um, you know, going to the, the rink in shorts and a t-shirt every every day you you can't beat that but uh you know coming coming home has uh has been an unbelievable experience just with you know having the fans back in in the building last night has has been great but even you know at the start of the year when it was sold out that that was pretty cool to play in front of but yeah my my friends and family um yeah it'd be understatement if i say they weren't excited when uh um you know i i signed here and, and you know everyone's really excited and I think at the start of the year, everyone was, yeah, all over it and trying to come to as many games as they can, as they could. But, um, you know, it's slowed down now and everyone's just kind of getting in the rhythm of, uh, you know, uh, watching the game on uh, every single night, every other night and, and just enjoying it from afar. So it's been a pretty cool experience. We look at the rookie scoring leaders. You have uh, 16 goals leading everybody, uh, but it's uh, a nice rookie race here with the likes of Raymond in Detroit and Zegras in Anaheim. Is it something you think about? Is it something that, uh, in the back of your mind, you only get one crack at, at winning this thing? How much is it on your mind? Uh, yeah, I, I try to keep it out of my mind as much as possible. I try to not to, to worry about those kind of things. I, I think if I worry about those things, then it might take me off my game. So, obviously, um, the other rookies are also very good and, and, and they're having really good seasons. So um, it's fun to watch, but yeah, I just try to go in every single game and not worry about that and, and try to help uh, pretty much our team win and, uh, and pl- play my game. And I think that that's what uh, has been helping me is, you know, not listening to all that outside noise and just kind of playing every single, uh, every single game. Another thing you're near the top of the league at is drawing penalties. I, I want to know if you think that's a skill or if it's a byproduct of just the person you are, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely my game is, uh, you know, I go into those those dirty areas that, you know, things things may happen. So um, I think that's just, just why I, I'm drawing so many penalties. That I'm in front of the net, I'm in the corners, and cross checks, trips, or high sticks happen, and, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a uh, it's a skill to get a stick in the face or something like that, <laughs> sure but you know what, I'm uh, I'm willing to do it, and uh, yeah, as long as it, you know it helps the team puts puts us on the power play, uh, I'm okay with it, and all those uh, bumps and bruises don't feel as bad uh, when we're going on the power play. <laughs> It also helps when you get great goaltending, and, and Jack Campbell's been a heck of a story. I know there was a little bit of a hiccup the last couple of weeks, but last night's a reminder of what he did so well in that first half. I'm li- I listen to him. We all listen to him in his post-game comments. Does he, does he make you guys laugh as much as we get a, a, a chuckle out of listening to him talk about, say, his, his uh, primary assist last night? Yeah, yeah. Soup's one of a kind. Um, all the boys love him around the room. He he's awesome to be around, and we're all just so happy for him and all the success he's having. Like, um, you know, me and him always joke that you know it's taken us quite the path to get to the NHL, and you know, it's it's good to see someone like that that you know is having that success and and getting the respect that he deserves because he's an unbelievable goaltender. And um, last night, yeah, he stood on his head and. Uh, yeah, he did. He deserved a shutout last night, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to get it. But 
Uh, that was one of the best games I've seen him play. He He's just so calm in the net, and, and he makes those huge saves for us. So he's been our guy um, in the net, and he's been unbelievable. One more for you, Michael, before I let you go. And I know uh, as a player, uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty when it comes to things like getting an opportunity or signing a contract. Uh, I, I certainly understand the, the first year uh, at, at 950, but, man, would I have loved to have been your agent if you only signed a one-year deal. Um, when, when you look back at your contract next year uh, on the additional year, was that your idea or was that the Leafs to give them that second year? Uh, that, that was um, our idea. Uh, you know, it's funny how, how things work out. You know, like if I, if I signed a one year and I didn't have this kind of success, then um, I would be scrambling and, and would have hoped I, I signed a two years. So, um, yeah, I know I don't regret my decision, obviously, um, at all. And, you know, I'm happy with my success. And I just got to keep proving um, into next year that this year wasn't a fluke and, and, and I'm a real player. So, um, so far, it's been a great experience with the Leafs, and I don't regret it at all. You keep that up, man. You will get your money. Don't worry about that. We really appreciate your time, Michael. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, thank you. Michael Bunting, leader in all-rookie goal scoring with 16. I was dying to, to, to know if he would be like, I'm not a rookie. Like, Do you think he thinks of himself no, as no, a rookie? No, no. I, he, that's for you and me or anyone else to talk about him. Yeah. Just wants that trophy. I knew you were going to ask him, Kiffer. I was like, ah, he's definitely going to ask him about the second year. Big money, <laughs> Kiffer has to ask. <laughs> well, there, you well, know. It's an, it's he, an uncomfortable he, topic. He, you know, being I, I, underpaid. Well, no, it's not. An, he handled it great, and he was totally honest. And I get it. It's, Security, it's an insurance. For sure. You don't know what's going to happen. Look, yeah. look at him signing that second year, and then you look at uh, – and, and, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. He'll regret the second year. The agent will re re regret the second year. And then you go and you look at Nick Ritchie, who's got the second year. Mm -hmm. And he, thank God he did it. Right. He's in the minors. It's money he's going to get. So that could easily, in, in, in your mindset, could have been bunting yeah. with the, in the Marlies right now saying... Good thing I got the second year at 950. Well, and also, when you get the second year, you know, you only have to get a couple months into the season till it's January 1st, and you can say, okay, bills right. due. It's time now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so you get the first year, and then you got to play another two months of your contract before you get to say time to pay. Remember that great deal <laughs> I gave you guys? Just yeah. Time to pay the bill. Or bye-bye. Uh, yeah, or bye. It's just a constant uh, at that level where you're playing the pros and the cons and how much you want to bet on yourself. Yeah, you know what I think okay. of? A, gr a great example of this is when I was in the minors, Franz Nielsen was in the minors too. And the Islanders said to him, we'll give you a four-year deal. I, maybe we can look it up. The four-year deal was like $2 million a season or maybe maybe it was less than that. Um, it was a super cheap deal. And then they, the Islanders sign him. So it's guaranteed money for Franzi, great, but he ends up being a like a, a lock, a guy who would have made them that money back in a season or two. They did that with Andrew McDonald. They signed a four-year deal at five hundred grand a season, four-year deal. But they get him for five hundred grand. He ends up playing twenty minutes a night for him. And they save their money. So for these guys, it was a way to ensure they made the league, were kept in the league, and got paid. 
So he when got, I, and then, he, and then he got a really nice contract from the Red Wings. You set never, him up, set him up you never want to be the team given the last contract. No, and he got one. Yeah. So my first year, I got a two-way contract with the Philadelphia Flyers, yeah. meaning I get uh, different dollar ninety thousand in the NHL. I get twenty-five thousand in the American Hockey League. I go play my ten games. Uh, I'm not getting uh, that much ice time. I'm figuring I'll, I'll go back to junior hockey. I lose my American Hockey League salary at twenty five grand, but I want to play more. Mm-hmm. I want to keep developing. They weren't playing me all that much, so my my contract lapsed, and now they come back and they say we still want to sign you, but uh, and now we want to sign you to a, a three way contract, including what? Including uh, is there an East ECHL then? Yeah. yeah, okay. East Coast. They said we'll bump you up at the NHL level. We'll bump you up in the American Hockey League. So I went from 25, I think, to 30 or 35. But the kicker was... The threat of a third the league. The threat of a third league. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was like 15 or yeah. 18,000 in uh, the East Coast. So now I got to bet on myself that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take away the, the, their option of sending me down to the East Coast League because I'm going to play so well. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an extra five or 7,000 in the American Hockey League level. And that, again, is your mindset. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about being sent to the minors or are you going to eliminate that completely? Right. And that's what Bunting had to deal with, with uh, the option of a, a second year from, from the Toronto Maple Leafs, which was his idea. Yeah. Right? The agent's idea. Well, say, which, look, I if you want to be the team to sign me. us, I want a second year. I want, I want proof I'm going to be in the league. I, don't, I mean, I don't blame them for wanting the second year. Kyle is doing backflips right oh, now. Yeah. Absolutely but if you're bunting and you, you play 20-some games and you're 25 years old Thrilled. or whatever, second like, year, give me a second like, year like to prove years. I play in the yeah. league. And so he got that. Obviously, it worked out. It's funny being in the minors like I was, you know, trying to make those decisions. So I had a two-way deal, but it was AHL and ECHL. And I think mine was for 70 grand in the American League, and I made 620. 70. Yeah, when mine was 600 a week in the ECHL. Weekly contracts, of course, in the ECHL or, or pay. So if... If I were to get called up, if I were to play well enough in the ECHL, I could only get called up to the American League team that you're signed with on the two-way deal. I was an ECHL, ECHL All-Star. I played good when I was at that level, I know. Um, but then if, if you're not with an AHL team on a, one, on a two-way deal, you can play for any AHL team. So trying to figure out where to sign, how to, you know, do you sign one ways and two ways? And you're just looking for opportunities, not about money when you're at the, the lower levels. I guess, Kipper, you went through that before you got established. Yeah, and it's uh, nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah, injuries suck. Watching your teammates play well sucks. <laughs> you know, so, you're like, that guy, right? the right winger got a hat-trick ahead of me. So Go Michael good. Bunting does not bet on himself and takes the insurance on the second year. He bet on his opportunity, though, Kipper. Yes. And can we talk a little bit about that opportunity? Because the thing I noticed last night, just to go back to the ice, was he's really figured out how to be in the right spots on that line. And that's a, that's the thing that I noticed last night being there, having the great view from the press box, is that, you know, that's a view that players don't want, but um, media people love, um, that he just, Matthews and Marner are all over the place, and when there's a puck that's not near them, he finds a way Go. to be there Go. and dig it out. And they're doing that flip play a lot, where Marner will flip it through the neutral zone and Bunting will skate onto it, and then the other two guys come in and support He's really, really found his niche on that line, and it was really neat to see it live that he was really digging hard. Like, he's really playing the Hyman role. 
He really, really is. Well, you know, they, they made comments, you know, going into the season that they weren't going to be able to replace Hyman with one guy, but hope they could with multiple guys. David Camp's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he's killing penalties. He's He averages 230 per night on the PK, which is insane minutes, takes D-zone draws, does all that stuff like Hyman, and then Bunting does the the grindy go-get-it stuff. So, in theory, they've kind of replaced yeah, the collective no, as best Yeah, they can. and I, I don't see it that way, guys. No? I, I really don't. Uh, style of play different from Bunting and Hyman. Hyman. And Bunting. Yes. And Hyman is a guy that can physically open up lanes for you. He can push opponents back. Bunting can't do that. Bunting has to be, as Sammy said, really smart to find his holes and Mm -hmm. find his opportunities, and his timing has to be impeccable. Mm -hmm. And he, so far, he's been able to do that. Yeah, I agree. But Bunting at 5'11 and 170 pounds cannot drive a forecheck like Hyman. And that is still a bit of a concern for me in the playoffs when it gets that much more physical mm-hmm. is that there has to be a limit. Uh, 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 there has to be some sort of push. And maybe Matthews can do it with his frame at 6'2 and 225, 230. Marner, not so much. Marner ran out of gas, guys, physically. He wasn't there at the end in Montreal, and that was partly to blame because Sheldon started playing him 25, 27 minutes a night. I think he had two games uh, around 30 minutes in the Montreal series. Can't do that to Marner. Marner doesn't have the frame to do that. Mm-hmm. And Bunting, again, not not a heavy guy, not a drive guy, a smart guy, tactical, positional, timing, that's Bunting's game. You know, I think of those, you know, when you throw a tennis ball. Sammy, you're shaking your head at me. I don't. (laughs) The last guy on the roster I'm worried about the playoffs is Michael Bunting. I kind of feel like if there's one guy on the team that's built to play the playoff style, it's him. But But you know who was built to play the playoff style? You're you're basing that on on, on love and hope. Listen, wow. It's it's, it's not. I was about to say say no (laughs) S, no shoot I am. This is just you wishing, you know, everything's going to be rosy. And I get all that, but... We are talking about a guy that's never been there before, never done that, never been asked to do it every game on a front line, and you just hope that, you know, the dots align. That's all. Here, let me drop a little truth bomb on you guys that goes back to our very first test show that I said to you, Kipper. You know, I agree with you that Zach Hyman plays that different sort of role, open up lanes, powerhouse guy, go to the net. Little dirty little secret about Zach Hyman so far in his time in Toronto wasn't real good in the playoffs. Yeah, was not yeah. effective for the Leafs. Yeah. He scored. He had one point against the Canadians. You know, in the I mean, over the course of his career, he's never lit up the the playoffs. And nobody has. No, no one <laughs> yeah, has. But he's but everybody he's part in the of that. same line. Oh, hundred percent. And to me, he's a guy you go. Well, he's supposed to. You know, he works hard. That's his thing, right? That Hyman's superpower is that he worked that hard in Columbus on a Tuesday night in January, and mm-hmm. no one else did. Mm-hmm. He always brought it, consistent effort. But when everyone brings it in the playoffs, is he that special? I, you know, I'm less sold on that. Michael Bunting, I don't know if he's going to be special either, but I know that he's cunning. You yes. Know? You know, like I think of like... Uh, he's up for the fight. He's me. up for the fight. To me, you throw a tennis ball to a group of dogs of different sizes in, in the park. He's not the big one, but I'm I'm betting on him to come up with it. Yeah. So, just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. You saw the, you saw oh, the, he'll get his chance. You yeah. saw the last night when I don't even, I think it was close to the middle of the third period, and he was going off the ice, and 
legitimately every penguin on the ice was oh, after John him. John A's like, punching guys. Punching him in the face. Like, <laughs> I tried to ask him, are you without yeah. saying the word, but it was kind of inadvertent. Sorry, I see our tech guy scrambling. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's okay. But I, I, that's... He does get under the skin. And that's going to be important in a playoff series. Get guys off their game. You need that extra power play. Get that Leafs great power play out there. Have him, John. Just the, the, well, Like we've talked about a million times, the power plays do dry up a little bit once the second season starts. But you need a guy to draw him, and he's he's pretty good at doing it. One, one guy that uh, continues to bet on himself, Jack Campbell. Ooh, the let demise, it ride, baby. Let it ride. The demise of Jack Campbell. Not quite there yet. Yeah. So. God, was he good. JB, I think last week you had him signing a three-year deal for about, uh, what, uh, 1.5 a year? <laughs> Don't put so, words in my I, mouth now. What was Don't, it? What I think I it? said I'll give him four and a half. Four and a half. Times four, I think I said. Did he make all his money back? He made some more last night. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting another point one or two on there, to say the least. <laughs> How good was he? Uh, as good as... Anything we saw in the first 35 games of the season. Yeah. Maybe better. I, I think mean, that's the best he's looked. Quick and composed. I mean, they, Pittsburgh had tons of chances. Keith talked about it. Want to hear the clip? I do. Let's do it. I mean, he's been, he's been outstanding for us all season, but um, I just thought today he was maybe as calm and poised as he's looked uh, all season. Uh, and I thought we defended pretty well, but at times, I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening in tight. But even the difficult saves, I thought he looked, he made look easy tonight. And that was really, really good. Made the coach feel very comfortable on the bench today. He just looked calm, seemed like he was tracking things very well. Anytime it seemed like there was a dangerous shot coming, it, by the time it hit him, it, it just settled. And it seemed like it was, it was easy the way he was seeing it. It's tough. You know, it's unfortunate that he gave up uh, or that we gave up the goal because we didn't do a good job on that. It's a tap-in at the, at the post. But... He deserved a shutout tonight. I thought he was thought he was excellent. It's 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 hard to say because he's been so good, but behind the bench, he felt as as good as he's looked all season. That's high praise. And any top goalie, you're going to have hiccups or snags during the regular season. Now listen, uh, they got St. Louis coming in. Jordan Bennington's a pretty good example of a guy that. Uh, Shows high levels, won a Stanley Cup, going through a, a tough time right now. But mm-hmm. these guys, when they're good, they're going to get paid. Well, quit trying to give him the Bobrovsky contract, will no. you? I mean, <laughs> he's, he's been good. The value is there. I think it's safe to say that uh, he's, he's either going to get paid by the Leafs or he's going to get paid by someone else. But yeah. he will get his money. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, the... Uh, the goal that did get scored on him was a bit of a cluster, wasn't it? Just absolute chaos. Bunting gets dangled. Muzzin's kind of spinning. It was just one of those moments where wow. like 11 times, like, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh, boy. Who was the oh, other no. defenseman on there? Uh, because Bunting started skating backwards. I was going to say, was it Bunting? I don't know. I think that's Stay the worst indeed. That's the worst uh, sign that you can, you can see out of a forward Yeah. when you're starting playing you're a one-on-one. You're going backwards, you're done. Um, but what did you think of Sandine, by the way? Played the right side with Muzzin last night. I thought I thought that was a solid effort by the blue line as a whole. And Muzzin looked to me a lot better than he has in the past. Yeah. On the goal, I'm not sure what, what happened there. And I think he, as Sheldon said, compounded uh, 
a mistake mm-hmm. by making another mistake. But overall, I think I think that's the way you're going to see the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You got it's by committee, and Sandine is shaping up to play 18, 20 minutes a night. And I like him, man. I really like watching him as a player. I just, you know, he's a few years away from what you the the perfect version of how you'd like to have him. But I understand why they're giving him a look on the second pair. I actually, you know, I saw Sandine get a lot of time on the left side. Him and Muzzin, I don't know if they were just switching a lot or or what, but you know, interesting look at the second pair. Dermot and Hall won a Calder trophy together in the American Hockey League as a top D pair. They've got some familiarity with one another. You know, I, I think they're just looking for solutions here. I don't know how many times, how many different ways you can piece those two guys together, but uh, they're looking for something. But yeah, the, the DD was fine last night, and you liked him too, right, Sammy Muzzin? Yeah, I I thought with the new sort of perception of Muzzin, I thought that's been his best game in a while. Maybe yeah. since he came back from the break, maybe a few games before he had his concussion, I thought that's the best he's looked. I mean, it's not. We're not talking 2019 Muzzin here. There's still the the big brain fart. There's still some things that you would you don't love. But I, I thought he looked solid last night. I thought he, you know, was making better reads. Yeah. I, I don't want to say why, you know, I thought he maybe looked better. But like, <laughs> you think no haul, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, so, is it a coincidence or is it not? I don't know. I don't know. That's the question. Two things to touch on before we uh, get out of here because I want to talk on, on these things, Kipper, is that third line of the Leafs in the Heritage Classic jersey. Which one catches your. Uh... Well, first of all, the third, the third, uh, the third line, I think, really sets the tone for the hockey club. And I've been saying for quite a while now that, in my estimation, the Leafs are the best four-checking team in the league. Yeah. And those guys... The numbers back that up. Those those guys absolutely can can get that job done on the four-check. And Kampf, uh, Kasha... When they're in there and, and they're going at a high speed and they're good on their edges and they can protect pucks, uh, they do set a tone. Yeah. yeah. They're a hard team to that, That's to a defend. line, man. Wow. You know, they, Keith had talked about trying to find that in past years, trying to build this defensive unit or whatever. It hasn't worked out in the past, but these guys skate so well. They're so long. I know it's a basketball term, but they're long and they're rangy and they got, you know, these you know, big, big reach with the stick. So in the D zone, a lot of times you see them like kill plays, disrupt little passes. And before you know it, they're going the other way. They're in on the puck and, you know, they don't create a ton once they get into the offensive zone, but you don't care. You're the third line, like get out of your end, play some good players, go play down there, get off the rink and we'll give you a few million bucks. Yeah. I, that was my biggest takeaway from last night from being there was seeing that line form together. And I, I was particularly just taken by David Camp in terms of just what he does. It was And by the way, him scoring that shorty, the first uh, Leaf with shorthanded goals in back-to-back games since Tyler Bozak in November 2014. So there you go, a little stat for you. Yeah, and actually hasn't happened in the league in no. like forever either. Like it's... But that was a nice finish on the net coming off there. That was a really nice finish by him. Poise. He, I, I mean, I made fun of that signing big time. I was like, who? What are they talking about here? But they obviously have, you know, that's why they are very good at what they do and finding guys for cheap. But he's a real, real impact player. And that third line, seeing them line, it's just a lot of, lot of man out there. A lot of guy, tall guys that can really fly, like you said. They just take up the whole D zone, take up the whole O zone, great on the cycle, beat the puck to a square a lot of the times. <laughs> not, a, not a ton of finish out there. But 
they really, really are an impact for the for the Leafs. And like I like what you said there, Kipper, that they really set the tone for them on the forecheck. They do a great well, job. Well, they start a lot of games for them, right? The yeah. Keefe will put them on the ice first. By the way, Chicago's got, you know, 18 wins in 50 games. They couldn't use David Cam for a million and a half? Yeah. 26-year-old, is that what he is? Yeah, weird one. They didn't want him? I don't know what I'm missing there. And he's there. got a second year on his deal too, does he not? Yes. He does. It's another good move by Kyle. Yeah, that one worked out well. If it wasn't for the Richie one, we'd all be just like <laughs> yeah, crowning that offseason. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, you were on the telecast last night with uh, David Amber and uh, Elliot Friedman. And uh, you guys did a, a terrific job, especially in, in the first intermission. You spent a whole segment breaking down the the new uniforms that the Leafs will wear in, in the outdoor classic. <laughs> like... The whole segment, like, and and this is the god honest truth. You're on TV. You have to say you like them. Sammy and I don't on this podcast. <laughs> Nobody gives a crap about us saying they're horrible. You guys, what was that? A good five minutes breaking down how great I, they are. Horrible. I, Listen, I don't know. Let me say this, Borny. You looked a hell of a lot better than the, the jersey did. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh my god. How can you work up any sort of feeling one where so, it's blue? So it's got a T on can, it. As a fan, can I take? Can I give you a yes, couple I'll takes? Yes, I'll step away. Mike off. No, it's just. Can I? If I, I would never buy a new jersey anyway. Like I'm past the point of my life of buying Jason jerseys. Allison. I have uh, Leafs jerseys. Let's just say that I'm past the point of that. But you know, if I'm going out to look at a jersey and get a jersey, and I'm a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, can the new? Sweet Toronto Maple Leafs jersey have a Toronto Maple Leafs logo on it. <laughs> what like why are we? What's the like? What's the obsession with the arenas? I Every jersey know. that comes, out, oh, we got a oh old mutual arena. We got to do all this stuff about the arena. Why? Just put a Leafs logo on the new Leafs jersey. It's stupid. Secondly, <laughs> the arena part that's underneath the T, how it's kind of faint. It looks to me like an old jersey where the the stuff fell off, where it's like <laughs> they put it through the wash too many times and the the logos fell off. I don't know. It's a nice color blue. I'll say this. Oh I, bet, I, bet nice color looks, I bet it looks beautiful outdoors. It is a, a very nice blue. It's got the uh, the crisp design, right? There's nothing too much too complicated. They didn't overthink it. Or, or as Sam, you that, said they didn't think it. That exact jersey with I, the I 1967 like Leafs leaf on it, mm-hmm. masterpiece. That, that's the difference, is it? It's just the logo's weird. They're not the arenas. Uh, They're the Toronto Maple Leafs. We do not agree. And then I'm watching the rest of the show, and David Amber keeps pushing it, and I'm like, I, I went to my wife. Did you change it to the home shopping we channel? We actually all get a percentage of <laughs> jersey like, sales. That's a little, know, little known secret. Little cut, eh? yeah. <laughs> no, it's the Leaf game. Oh, oh, it is? All right. I mean, I can't wait next week when David Amber starts pushing his skin products on it. <laughs> Seriously, there was a game going on. Uh, it's a beautiful kit. It's going to look awesome outdoors. Mark my words. You know what beautiful. I, you know what I said? Uh, I was with Bonesy and Ralphie, and Joe Bowen's big takeaway was, ah, the numbers are big and white. Like yeah. it. <laughs> well, he's, like, he's like, they're great. They're it's, great. There's a kajillion seats. I don't even know where the outdoor game is. It's to at be Tim Hortons Field So in Hamilton. Which what's there, 50,000 seats? No, nah, not that much. I okay, 30? Yeah, around there, 25, 30. Like, you're at a distance. Like, you'll be able to see the name, the number, the logo. You'll, it's going to look great. And that game's when? March 13th. We'll Are be you? live on Sportsnet 5. I like that the fan. league just stopped promoting these hair. There's like six a year, and they're like, ah, it'll just show up like any other game. March 13th. Uh, we'll get there when we get there. On the fan. Your oh, boy will be we? there. I'll be there. Wow. Yeah, baby. Looking I hope they give it. you guys jerseys to wear and you, it becomes your favorite no, item I'll ever. toss it in the trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, right. Wasn't there a, a, a message or a... Um, did you guys talk about uh, the Buffalo jersey as well? How'd yeah. that one look? I'm the same. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. It's a nice white Buffalo jersey. One of the nicest in the NHL. That, they have, the, But they have really nice sweaters to begin they with. They might have the nicest sweater in the NHL. Outside of original six, it's in the top five. Let's say that. <laughs> That's barely praise. It's the 11th best in the well, league. Well, the, the original six are the <laughs> nice sixes. Oh, I guess original six. Uh, don't tell Merrick. He'd all get bent out of shape about it. But the original six, quote unquote, are the nice, the six nicest jerseys in the league. Really? Yes. Uh, that, that's definitely tied to nostalgia. No, they're the most traditional. They're the most, you know, the mo- what do you think, Kip, or you don't care? I don't care. Okay. Okay, we can go to break. The I, important I, thing is, like, 10 years from now, you're going to buy that jersey uh, for 20 bucks and, for and put it beside Allison's jersey that you have. Yeah. If I, maybe if, if, if I, yeah, if I walk into a vintage store in 2027 20, and yeah, there's you're a gonna vintage take it. You're Engvall gonna signed, I'll buy it. Yeah. For 20. All right, plenty still coming up on the show. Doug McLean, it's Friday. We'll find him somewhere on the beach. Did you see what the, the – he's tweeting pictures from the beach again. That's where he's going to call us from. And he looks like a lifeguard now with a white hat, Gilligan something. That's a good life, right? Isn't that the, the plan? Yes, it is. And in the second hour, Brett Hall, Hall of Famer Brett Hall, will be joining us, help us tee up uh, the St. Louis Blues – also, Craig Berube. We still got a ton here, go guys. Boom. All right. After the break, that and more. You're listening to Real Kipper and Bourne, Sportsnet 590, The Fan.